This podcast is a parody and is at present time completely unauthorized by Warner Brothers, Hanna-Barbera, or anyone claiming ownership of the trademarks therein, including Scooby-Doo, Shaggy, Velma, Fred, and Daphne. Please don't sue. Let me just quickly top up my diet wine. Mmm. Hello, my little croissantwiches. I'm Celeront St. Wright. I used to direct movies and TV shows like the 1979 sci-fi classic Atlantis Attacks. But over the past 63 years, I've also been collecting a very specific form of art, literature-based erotica, or dirty stories, as the layman calls them. (laughs) And I now own the world's largest private collection of these fictional sex-based texts. From the racy letters of lust David wrote Bathsheba to the litigious role-playing fantasies that Amber Heard and Johnny Depp performed that landed them in court when they forgot their safe words, I have them all. And now I'm sharing this collection with you, picking my favourites to read and perform. So, with the help of my beautiful cast, may I proudly present Erotica Verbatim. Now, before we get to today's story, it's time to answer some viewer mail. Dear Sir St. Wright, I represent Blake's Adoption Agency, and a woman who we placed with an adoptive family 60 years ago has asked us to reach out to you, her biological father, with the desire to meet. Would you be amenable to meeting her at your convenience? Signed, Miss Joyce Bracewell. Hmm. Ooh. Oh, yes, I I did have a drunken dalliance with a woman 60 years ago who who mentioned something about falling pregnant, but but I distinctly recall giving her money for an abortion. So if you're listening, Miss Bracewell, I do agree to a meeting, but only if I am refunded my money first. I am not going to be taken advantage of again. It's elder abuse. So, moving on, today's story is some spooky fan fiction written about everybody's favourite canine cartoon. It's authored by a Miss Hannah Barbera, underscore 69, so settle back as languidly as is possible for this hot little number entitled Scrooby-Doo. The mystery machine rocked up outside a massive, spooky mansion. But the gang weren't there to solve any weird goings-on. No, they were there to attend an incredible 72-hour orgy that Fred and Daphne had scored invites to. Fred, Daphne, Velma, Shaggy and Scrooge walked up to the mansion and rang the doorbell. Jinkies! Look at all those fancy, expensive cars! This must be an extremely exclusive orgy for the rich, famous, and beautiful, huh? Said Velma, sexily. The door suddenly opened. So they walked in. Inside, they were met by an old crone holding a dripping candle. Behind her were a maze of rooms, each marked by a big sign that named the fetish being catered to within. Take your clothes off. It's underwear only when you're inside. Sex mansion! <laughs> Said the crone, sexily. Daphne looked amazing in her Victoria's Secrets lingerie, and Fred's six-pack glistened in the candlelight. 
Shaggy looked like a heroin addict in his torn and skid-marked tighty-whities, and Velma tried not to meet anyone's eyes in her beige granny panties and beige bra held together with safety pins. Where should we go first? asked Velma, sexily. The first room they came to read, Beautiful People Only. scrooby dooby Without a word, Fred and Daphne pushed past Scrooby and disappeared behind the door. The others tried following, but were stopped by a creepy old butler who simply shook his head and pointed away down the corridor. They took the hint and began walking. Like, I guess we won't go where we're not wanted, huh? What about this room? The sign read, Mega Rich Authors. The door opened, and out stepped a woman who looked eerily familiar. Jeepers! Where have I seen her before? The woman looked at Velma and gave a power sign. Odd. Was she a feminist or a lesbian? Velma was no help, as she was still trying to figure out her own situation. The next room read Oil Barons and Their Bitches, and Shaggy was almost pushed over by a shake holding a heavily hair-plugged, barrel-chested gimp on a leash. Zoinks! Who was that? Prince Al-Walid bin Talal and his bitch gimp Elon Musk. Like, I guess those are the kind of things you only see in Sex Mansion. They came to a door sign that read trans women and the awkward nerds who love them. Like, oh man, Scroob, trans women are like actual goddesses. <laughs> I've always wanted some girl D, <laughs> cut or uncut. I don't care. <sighs> Maybe now's my big chance. I guess we can pop our heads in and check it out. It's not like I'd say no to some girl D either. The door opened up to reveal a bunch of awkward nerds. There was McLovin talking to Michael Sarah, and over by the corner, Noah Schnapp was drinking with Bella Ramsey. But there were hot trans women there, too. Like, oh my god, is that German trans pop star Kim Petrus? <laughs> like, I would totally go down on her lady wiener schnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> But before Shaggy could make his move, the light suddenly went out, and a glowing banshee appeared. (coughs) Chaos reigned until there was a scream. (coughs) And then the banshee disappeared, and the lights returned. But Kim Petrus had vanished. Zoinks! Come on, Scroob! It's every trans admirer for themselves! Let's get out of here while we still can! Hold on, Shaggy. Something's going on all right, but we're not going anywhere until we figure out what. Someone's kidnapping trans women from high-end celebrity-laden orgies. Looks like we've got another mystery on our hands. But Shaggy had already set his eyes on another gorgeous trans celebrity. Holy moly, talk about a Scrooby snack. Is that Hunter Schaefer? Like, I wonder if she'll let me go down on her. It's not gay to suck girl D, you know? Scrooby do taboo. <laughs> but before Shaggy could make his move, the eerie wailing returned. <laughs> The lights went out, and once again, the same glowing banshee appeared. Jinkies to fuck! Chase it, Shaggy! There was another scream. 
the lights came back on and they looked around to discover that both the Banshee and Hunter Schaefer were gone. Like, do you think it's maybe Elon Musk? He's hated trans women ever since his trans daughter told him what a dick he was. <laughs> hey, look, a clue! There, on the floor, was a jizz-soaked Harry Potter book. But what was Velma thinking? You think the Banshee was reading the Goblet of Fire? Velma studied the bookcase, then looked up with a smile. I think this bookcase is a secret revolving door to a hidden corridor. Something the Banshee's using to get in and out so quickly. I have an idea! It involves Dylan Mulvaney. But you can't ask her if she's pre-op or not. That's just rude. Like, fine. I just need a can of Bud Light and that velvet rope over by the door. Velma grabbed the beer off the drinks table, lowered the velvet rope to ankle level in front of the bookcase, then walked over to Dylan. Hey, Dylan! Would you hold this up over your head for just a minute? (laughs) Dylan obligingly held the can of piss water above her head when suddenly the lights went out. But this time Velma was ready. The glowing banshee appeared but quickly came crashing down to the ground with a grunt. Velma turned on the lights to reveal the bookcase had indeed swung open. And lying on the ground, nursing a sprained ankle, was the Banshee. Zoinks! We've caught us a ghost! Velma ripped the Banshee's mask off, revealing none other than... Oh my god, Scroob! It's J.K. Rowling! Harry Potter author and noted turf! Just as I thought. You see, Elon Musk was a red herring added to the story just to score political points. When I saw the Harry Potter book, I remembered the mega-rich author's room. And that woman who gave me a cis-women-only power sign? That was J.K. Rowling! She'd come here to ruin the orgasms of stunningly beautiful trans women by spiriting them away and hiding them in her white van! And I'd have gotten away with it, too. If it wasn't for you meddling kids. Like, does this mean I get to suck some girl D now? We can suck all the girl D we want. As long as it's consensual and doesn't add to her dysphoria. Like, I would never touch a girl's genitals unless she'd consented to it first anyway. I just want to worship at the altar of trans women and celebrate their beauty. And zoinks, not only is there already a line, but Zachary Quinto just cut in front of us. Scrooby to be rude. (laughs) The end. Oh, now you see, this is why I love collecting erotica. But it's not just the sexual encounters that stay with you, but the unanswered questions too. Like, why are people so obsessed with hating trans women? Do yourselves a favour and remember women come in all shapes and sizes. And if you don't want to date all of them, fine. Just at least give them the same human decency you expect from others. In fact, I think it's called being Christian. (laughs) Well, it used to be. Until next time, sweet dreams, my little croissantages. You've been listening to Erotica Verbatim. Created, written, and produced by Hayden Black. Edited by Joe Larigo. And starring Hayden Black... Sarah Oleksik, Sal Rodriguez, and Dr. David Robinson. If you had a laugh, please recommend us, and don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe.